I've got something for you. And welcome, everyone, to the Roto Slappers podcast. It is Saturday night. We got some adult beverages flowing here. I am not alone this evening. I have two great people with me tonight. I got the one and only, you know him already, my man Tim, TK. And we got a special guest tonight. So, and if we played a fantasy football league with him, um, he was also in Scott Fishbowl, actually a SFB 12 finalist, might I add on this one. I'll show yeah. him on that Hell one yeah. also. Bradley, you can find him at FF uh, Bourbon Dude, also a bourbon killer, I'm guessing as well. So, But yeah, welcome guys. How you feeling? I'm just waiting to see if this ego on my shoulder takes a shit now. <laughs> am I gonna am I gonna get some shit on my shoulder and egg laid or some shit just gonna be popping up? Like, dude, that intro is fire. Yeah, so oh, yeah. He was introduced to the Eagle Man commercial tonight. A a very, very iconic cult commercial from the 90s in the Chicagoland area. Like it'll that thing. If, if you're from this area, you know what that is. The minute you see that eagle put like, oh, yeah, it's kind of corny. It's cheesy. It's horrible. But it's just it's Chicago in a sense. So that's kind of what that is. So, yeah. How are we doing tonight? Jim? What are we Dude, drinking? I, I'm doing great. I got a little captain in my glass like always. I want to say hello to Brad. It's awesome. Awesome to get to talk to you. Raise my glass to Brad. I'm going to have oh, a yeah. with you. We're in a fantasy football league together, Dynasty League. Hopefully, we're doing our rookie draft in Nashville together sooner or later, and we are doing this live and in person. And I just wanted to say personally thank you to Brad for trading me Gardner Minshew for basically nothing with no friendship at all involved in here. Gave him to me and helped me win the championship in our Kings of Dynasty League. So once again, I will raise my cup to Brad. I appreciate you, my dude. He's off my roster now. I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. Good. And when we get to Nashville, I got a couple coming for you, my man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. (laughs) I'm guessing, Bradley, you're drinking bourbon. I'm going to venture to guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm drinking a little Weller 12 tonight. I like to to have it showing so people can see it if I got questions. I've got about probably, uh, I don't know, like 100 and some odd bottles on this side of the screen that you can't really see. So I whittled through. I was like, what's a good one for tonight? And I haven't had Weller for a while, so I pulled this one off the shelf. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it's top notch if you're if you're a bourbon connoisseur or if you're just looking for a good bourbon. It's like $39 if you can find it in the store somewhere. It's hard to find in the store, but if you got it, <laughs> drop that money on it because it is well worth it. Well worth it. That's good. Yeah, I don't know much about bourbon. So... <sighs> And you're missing you, out. If, if missing anyone out. has bourbon questions tonight, please ask them now because you got the guy you want Women answering there. them right here live. So <laughs> I, as I pitch it again, Hot Butcher, that's what I'm drinking tonight, a little Hot Butcher local brewery here. Kilbasa King is the name of the beer. Interesting name of a beer. That's what people usually say, like, no, nah, you're going to name a beer after meat. That's pretty weird, but it's actually really good. Uh, nice double IPA there. 
So hot butcher. One more time, hot butcher. <laughs> Dude, I, there's some fire IPAs out there. There's a there's a, a brewery called Three Floyds that there, make a ton of IPAs that are those are my jam, man. So Three Floyds, not far from here, like an hour maybe if you uh, right over the bridge into Indiana for us. So yeah, they're in um, Indiana, right? Yeah. Yep. So it's not far at all. And yes, yeah, Three Floyds very popular here for us too. Nice, nice. Devin, yeah, I, I get down with some zombie dust for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We when I remember when Zombie Dust um, first came out around here, like people would you couldn't find it. It was going off the shelves so fast, like Three Floyds oh, couldn't oh, even nice. make it fast enough. Yeah. It was it would fly. So if you if you saw it, you just picked it up. Like you had to grab you grab yourself a couple six packs of that when they had it at that point. That's oh, how yeah. hard it was to score. But now you can now they mass produce it at this point. They caught up to that one, but. Oh yeah, that and my my second favorite, and it's mainly because of the label. is Space Station Middle Finger. That's a good one. I like that one. You can design an outer space ship to give somebody the middle finger. I'm all about that. Like that's that's a great design. They actually, I don't know if you if they if you've seen it yet or they have it there, but they just came out with. It's called Zombie Frost, I think. I'm quote mm. me on the name, but it's the it's the double IPA version of Zombie Dust or the double AP version of Zombie Dust. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I have to go check that out. I just saw it the other day, so that is out now. So yeah, Scott Fishbowl, huh? How was yeah, that? Dude, was, was awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was I, a, um, yeah. I made the semis, but. Uh, the finals are great. So the, the spotlight's on you on this one. So, what what'd you do well in that draft? What what do you think was the uh, the defining factors of that one, dude? It's all about the middle rounds. You have to hit on that six to nine. If you're in, if you're hitting on those guys in the sixth to ninth round, that's where the money's at in the Scott Fishbowl. You've got to take. You know, the the year. So last year I made the semifinals Uh, this year. I made it to the finals. But, you know, even if I go back to the semifinals last year, it was all because of Debo Samuel, who I took in like the seventh or eighth round. Right. And that's the player that takes you to the next level. Now, obviously, you have to hit on your first. You missed on your first. You're screwed. But that the the middle rounds are where the money's at. You got to take those shots on those players that you think can make that jump. And it's a charity league. Who cares? Like, don't if it turns out to be a shit show, right? (laughs) For a good cause, it's okay. I promise. So, what pick were you? That's middle rounds. Where did you pick? So, if people don't know, I'll explain real quick. So, in the Scott Fishbowl, you actually get to sign up for your spot. So, you get to you pick your division. They try he like he tries to make sure everybody stays and where they and everything and like that. Some got to get moved around. It's not enough, but for the most part, you pick the league you're in and you pick where you draft. So it's actually kind of cool. You're actually picking that spot, um, and then it opens up a whole other. What the Scott Fishbowl is besides the charity part, then is all about is growing in community also. So then you get into all of the private chat rooms basically with um, all anybody pick like I picked one seven. So everybody picking sevens got into a chat room together then and we're sharing their mocks. Um, it's just early season drafting, so it was fun. But yeah, so I did pick one seven. Where did you pick? I was one oh six. Okay. One oh six. So then you you are spot on because I had my middle round just darling was Josh Jacobs, who helped carry yeah. me then at that point. So 
Can I ask you? Can I ask you as both a question? If you sure. if you remember, of course, who did you go in the first and second round then? Because the first and second round in something like this, I understand the middle rounds are of the utmost importance for sure. You got to hit, but like you just you said, Brad, you got to hit on the early rounds as well. So first and second round, you chose the middle spot. Why yep. and who did you take? Right. So I, I'm that sucker in drafts that I'm like, you know what? I want all the other idiots to reach for players that that I don't want to reach for. So I let the value fall to me. So I'm sitting at the 106 staring at Joe Burrow when like four or five other quarterbacks came off the board. I'm like, this is a smash to me. Yeah. Right. So I got Joe Burrow at 106 and then I turn around in the second round and Saquon Barkley's there. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you guys? I'm like, all right, let me take that second round. Mm -hmm. The other kicker for me is that third round reversal. So outside of the Scott Fishbowl, I've never done the third round reversal. So I didn't have a ton of experience with it. So to mitigate that and try to keep it as normal as possible, I stuck in that middle spot because it doesn't really matter at that point, right? Oh, I don't have that huge swing that I got to worry about. Okay, let me do a bunch of mocks with this third round reversal and find out if the, you know, how I need to play differently drafting from the 102 versus the 110 or whatever the case is. Right. So being in the middle made it a lot easier for me because I didn't have to change my philosophy at all. Love that strategy. Yep. What about you, Streets? So I went, I picked seven, six, um, and six quarterbacks went up the board. And I, you know me, like. And I did Justin Jefferson right away and hit that smash button. <laughs> so <laughs> you almost guessed, you almost guessed it right. Because you know the internal battle in me and it's like, the, it's the quarterback thing. And it's like, man, look, I get it. I know the suit. And I, I, especially in Scott Fishbowl where you have to have a pretty good quarterback, right? There's you, you get, there's like almost a bonus you can say for being for completion percentage and stuff like that. So you definitely want a good quarterback at the same time. But you know me, the internal, I get the guy on the side of my shoulder that's like, are you kidding me? Like, look at some of these skill guys that are just sitting there right now. But either way, I ended up chomping the bullet and I took Kyler Murray in round one. And then I got lucky because I did get lucky enough to get Justin Jefferson back on the turn in round two because my. What? <laughs> what? So I had. It was in this Quarterbacks went just bonkers like there was nothing the like the 15th ranked quarterback was already off the board by the time it got back to me basically so at people the people at the back end of my division were just those guys that have to stack the two quarterbacks it seemed like even if it was a bad pick in the second round they made it and it just kind of pushed everything back and then when justin jefferson i had I had a hard on when Justin Jefferson was sitting there for me in round two at that you, point. So. You say that? I'm looking at the draft board in mine. He didn't go until 211. <laughs> wow. 11. Yep. Wow. So it's funny you said it. What I asked. Yep. Damn. You know me, though. So that's why you said the name, and you're like, I know. Yeah, you you probably saw that name sitting there, and you're like, you're going to take him. And I did. I battled myself. I was like, you take Jefferson or Taylor, dude. Just do it. Like, I'm glad right. I didn't. That one would have backfired. Glad At least Kyler was good enough for a little while. But it's a fun league. Um, and like I just said, I think my favorite part about that league is just the – Yeah, you're doing it for a good cause. But at the same time, you're kind of building the, the fantasy football community. You meet so many cool people while doing it um, that you draft with, that you're doing the, all the mock drafts with, like countless mock drafts at this point. I – I felt like our our Twitter group for the sevens basically 
just not 24 hours a day was going off. People were just sharing, like, look at this, look at me through three rounds. Good Lord. If I could start like this and the real one, I'll win it all. Uh, Bakley. What's going on, my man? You're my boy too, buddy. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> you're my boy, Blue. It's good, boys. I think you know Nick. Um, where's the bourbon? He's asking. He's drinking it. He's showing you he I can't I don't remember what it was, and I'm not There's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it had a number, as they most do. Weller? What number it was. It was Weller, right? A Weller? Weller 12. Okay. Yeah. Weller 12. Weller 12. Weller 12 <laughs> year is what the 12's for. It's 12 aged for 12 yes. years in a barrel. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, good. There's, a, there's a lot of those distilleries down there by you, right? There, are, there are yeah, the large yeah. majority of them. So I don't live there anymore. My folks and my family still live down there. I live in Ohio now. Uh, but yeah, everything's down that way. You you head down in Kentucky, the, they've got the Bourbon Trail. A large majority of the distilleries are there. There's a really nice one in Columbus called Horse Soldier that's pretty badass. Um, I got a couple bottles sitting over here in, in a Woodford Reserve barrel that I've got sitting over here. Those dudes, they take metal from the uh, Twin Towers from 9-11 and they make their label plates out of that fucking metal. Like, oh, it's fucking nice. badass, dude. It is very So There's just a lot of distilleries that do cool shit like that. There's one in California called Redwood Empire. Uh, that they every bourbon that they have or rye whiskey or whatever it is is named after some uh, special redwood tree in California, and a portion of every bottle goes to protect and and preserve those types of redwoods. Like there's all kinds of cool shit like that out there. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. This you ever have High West? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. he goes and gets up. He goes and gets I'll, out. He's like, just, wait. I'll just grab two. I have plenty. I have plenty sitting on the shelf here behind me. But these two are probably two of my favorite fucking pours that I own. One, oh, this is the so Midnight Winter Dram is a hot commodity. Uh, people go crazy over this shit, and it's good. The Prisoner Share. So my wife likes Prisoner Wine, uh, which led me to this. So they did a collaboration with Prisoner Wine where they finish it in wine barrels. These two High West products, like I said, I, they don't make anything that's bad, period. High West is the shit. So I know that from Utah. That's how I knew that, Tim. Yes. Yeah. Oh, while you were on roofs in Utah. We, yeah. yeah I was on roofs doing that. That's yeah, how I knew we'll, that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that for another day. <laughs> well, that was cool. See? Look at that. God. Brad's so cool, man. I got All right. big, big props to Maddie Daddy for fucking putting this whole community like. I know you guys got Scott Fishbowl and just so happened to be the sevens, which is awesome. But again, we're also in this dynasty league. Maddie Daddy put us together and like, oh man, I love just the community. That's yep. that's the best part that's of all of it. Right? Right? Making yeah. friends. Yeah, yep. it's, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> all right. Some running backs, huh? It seems to be the uh, hottest topic out there right now in the good old Twitterverse, especially in the dynasty community at this point, between some of the free agency signings, um, between Bijan Mania out there running wild. Uh, it is a definitely the hot topic. So I figured as we kick off tears here, why not start with the running backs? Let's just 
let's get the big dogs out and start doing it. So that's what we're going to do. Where's the lies? I don't know what he was talking about on that one. You have to help me out on that one, Bakley, because I know. I, I think gotta... it was something to do with the bourbon. I could be wrong, but I think that's when it came through. Yeah, you got to let me know. Lies. <laughs> so I teared him. I got something that's got lies in it now. <laughs> or I think it was because you're, you were saying your bourbon was so good. He said, oh, oh, lies. Yeah. Oh. He's like, going with you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm going to let that one slide because I don't know the guy. <laughs> so yeah uh, rb tears i kind of had some fun i actually had a lot of fun kind of naming my tears i think um i battled myself trying to figure out where to put some of these guys um and i got something fun for that leader that we we'll get to when we get to that point on one guy but we'll save that for a little bit so i don't know about you i have i kind of got i tiered them up to about into the thirties. And then after that, for the sake of this, I'm like the rest of these guys, I'm just, I could pull together if we want to talk to them and bunch them all at that point to uh, a later tier. Not a whole lot of sexiness out there. There could be some flyers though. So I don't know about you guys though. How did you tier them? Tim, you want to go? Like you want me just to name them from one, like you want me to name I all guess, my Yeah, we could just do that. We, I guess we should start. We could do it that way. So we could, we can all, how many like, guys are in your first tier? Oh, my first tier only has three running backs. And three. I, interesting. I, and I know it's not going to be one of these guys is not going to be the same as you guys have. And he's going in the first round of pretty much all startup dynasties at this point. But he's in his own tier because I did my tiers a little bit differently. While I did rank them kind of how I would see them one through 30. I didn't necessarily rank them one through 30, if that makes sense. So my first tier is called these motherfucking dudes. All right. There's three of them. There is JT, there is CMC, and there is Saquon. That's it. Those are those three dudes. I understand, again, he's in a tier of his own. He will get to be in a tier of his own. I've got a tier of his own. All right. And again, if you know me, I am a prove yourself kind of a guy first. Okay. So... I would never spend your chintzy too on that tier with only three, but that's a yeah. And I would never just spend a first round pick on a rookie without ever seeing him play, without knowing even where the fuck he's going to end up. So just those three. I want to share my screen because it's exactly the fucking same as yours. The only difference is I have Saquon at two and CMC at three because nope. there ain't no fucking way I'm putting Bijan ahead of them. My man, dude, and, and, and those my guys weren't even in order. I was just like putting them there because yeah. I think maybe CMC over JT. I can maybe even make a case for Saquon over them both. Um, yeah. but just no Bijan there because I never seen him. Yeah, I hate that I even put him at five. To be honest with you, I did, I did, but I did put him at five. five for me. I'm like, man, we're like. <laughs> we're vibing as they say nowadays right we're however vibing. god you guys are gonna hate the saquon thing though for me that's where we probably <laughs> are not on the same page it's not like i don't have it's not like i have him super far down at this point uh i have sixth but i have my so my first tier then i'll just say it are you you know what give me your tier brad you, you tell me yours uh, first jonathan taylor saquon barkley cmc that's my, my that's my tier one 
uh, and that's in order. I've got okay. and the way the way I started as I said, who could be three thousand total yards? That's, that's what I want to see. Who are the guys that I think could have three thousand total yards? And I don't think there's anybody outside of those three that could hit that mark. Jonathan Taylor could just purely based off the fact that the dude has the rushing volume that's there, right? He touches the ball 300 times. And if he gets 70 catches, it's a, it's, and you're looking at a rookie, a rookie quarterback coming in. They're going to be dishing that ball to him like nonstop, right? Saquon and Christian McCaffrey, we've seen them put those huge numbers up already. So I'm thinking these are the guys that have the most opportunity to get somewhere near 3,000 yards. Now, I'm not saying they're rushing for 2,000 yards and catching 1,000 yards, right? That don't don't take my words and twist them because I know that's what people on the the Twitter verse and Reddit verse mm-hmm. like to do, right? But, they're gonna they're gonna cut this piece right out and they're gonna oh, say that you yeah. But that that was my thought process with these three guys right now. There's that Twitter page that does fantasy football law L's or whatever they track everybody <laughs> takes and everything like that. Yep, when none yeah. of them reach three thousand. He'll be on yeah. there three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I get it's. I'm a, I was always a Breeze Hall stand, so that's probably my reasoning on this one and how he ends up in my top one, along with Kenneth Walker. But I, I my tier A is the happy ending tier, is what I call it. Right? It's like getting. A, it's like a happy ending. At the there's no strings attached to it. It's happy. <laughs> you're happy at the end of it. Like nothing's gonna come from it. Um, you're good the next year with the guy too. Like there's, it's, it's, it's just happy. And that's kind of why I had Jonathan Taylor still my one. There's no doubt about it. RB six to RB one to a embarrassing Colt season. I'm not going to dwell on that. He's still the top dog for sure. I don't know how people are putting Bijan so far ahead there, even though I have five, but Brees Hall was two for me. I know the injury thing, but man, he looks special in those couple weeks, right? It was some magic that we saw in there in the Jets. Kenneth Walker. Then I have CMC at four and Bijan at five. That was mine. I know. I don't have Saquon like you guys have. So that's the only difference there in that. that that's fair, though. Like, nobody's going to look at that and be like, you're crazy, right? The only reason – and I've got Brees at six. Um, the biggest concern is I want to see him back for a couple games after yeah. that ACL. I want to yep. see how that offense is going to look with Aaron Rodgers if that comes to play. Oh. Like – there's a little bit of volatility with him right now that I just want to see how it kind of works out, you know? So how but. people are with Bijan this year though, that I'm not is probably how I was with Brees a year ago. And now, so I kind of understand that maybe and that's probably why I put Brees there. I just hit sense. me right now as we're going over this. I was like, Holy fuck. And he me. came into fruition though, as you expected. <laughs> and we need Bijan to do the same. That is true. Because because we he, he, he did it. Like you said, he did everything he needed to do and show before he ripped the, the leg. Also, so. what happened? Like, what if the New England throws the biggest curveball ever that they've ever done in their entire life and they draft Bijan? Don't, and, don't, and then they, don't put that on the problem. ether, man. Why would you do that? <laughs> Big problem. <laughs> you just cursed him. I know. Because then it's, then it's, oh, God, he's just splitting with Ramondre. He kills two running backs at once there then. But, uh huh. <laughs> I'm just saying though, you are right. That's I'm just re- reverting to the fact that yeah, we got to wait and see, right? What the draft yeah. kind of plays out with. Mm-hmm. But he is good and he is special, and I'll put him at five. Second tier. What do you got? All Whoever right. So I wouldn't necessarily call it a second tier. I got I'll call it I'll, I'll call him sure a second and third. I'll combine them together. I got two 
um, labels for it. One is the blue chipper. It's Bijan. I've never seen him play. The hype is there. And again, I'm a trader, right? Not like a traitor, but I like to trade. So in if you're picking at the end of the first round, early second round, and that first kicker's available, go out and snatch that, get that Bijan, and go trade it for something that you like. Because I've seen shit on Twitter where that first pick is going for Justin Jefferson. So go see what you can get. Um, so I'm going to put him in the blue chipper category right there. And then I got the Stallions. I got Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Travis E. T. N. Baby. Those are the Stallions. By Stallions, I mean the former Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara type guys. All right. These are the next crop of guys about to go forward and push that load. We saw it from Walker when he played. We saw it from Hall when he played. And we sure as hell saw it from Travis E. T. N. when he played. So those are like my next four this young stallions. Hey, that's fair. Want to go ahead? Go ahead. Dude, bro, we're in lockstep. We're in lockstep. <laughs> so, so I just, I, I'm, I'm lame. I said tier two. These are the guys that could get to that 2000 yard mark, but there's a couple, there's a couple requirements here for these guys. One, the tier two guys, I don't want to be over the age of 25, right? They need to be under the age of 25 because this is where the bread and, you know, you're paying up for, for CMC. You're paying up for Jonathan Taylor. You're you're overpaying to get these those guys. These guys, maybe they've shown a little bit. Maybe they haven't shown everything, but they're not in that upper echelon of cost right now. So under the age of 25, and they have to be on their rookie contract. That's that's my, my trigger here. So Kenneth Walker at number four. Brees Hall at number five. Travis Etienne, number six. And Bijan at number seven. I cannot in good faith have him any lower than that. Now, when he gets drafted, there is a very high likelihood that he at least probably jumps Kenneth Walker at a minimum because Kenneth Walker is just not catching passes right now, right? I think he had like 30-something targets. He had a couple games where he had, you know, eight targets here or five targets there, but a lot of those one onesie twosies, right? Nah, in a PPR league, even a half PPR league, you got to be very careful with that. So I think Bijan, assuming he gets a good landing spot, is going to leapfrog Kenneth Walker. But until I see him transition to the NFL, he's not going to jump those guys. It will not happen. Thank you. So I, I'm I glad. Thank you. I almost spilled. That's how excited I was right now that he came in here and has Bijan lower than bo- like both of us. Like yeah. that just made my night. I could celebrate because some of the I'll crazy raise my, shit that I'll I raise my cup to that. I'm gonna cheers you to that one. Nah, let's do it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Because <laughs> Tim is spot on. It is bananas out there. What we're seeing with some of the trades that I see for Bijan at this point, bro. I like, saw Kenneth Walker and the 103. For Bijan, for the 101, I'm like, what the fuck? What? You guys, what? Look like CJ Stroud and Kenneth. What is wrong with you? People think he's like, he's got Barry Sanders. That's who you need to draft. Yeah. That's who he better be yeah. if you're going to get this one right at this point. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, man. Bananas. That's what it is. Get me all hyped up, snotting all over the place. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> My, so. Yeah. Obviously, we know who my six is. I said that was sake when I spoiled it, but this is my, this tier has three guys in it for me. Um, I I named this tier the Ripping and the Terran. 
tier. If anybody knows uh, Hedonism Rick, nobody knows that. Go watch it after this. It's like I got some guy. For you, bro. Sorry. So some guy got interviewed at Hedonism, and that's an adult-only resort, basically. And he made the most epic video you've ever seen in your entire life. This show is so not, it's PG thirteen here. I can't even play it, but. Um, after this, go ahead and go look at it. But basically they interview him and they ask him what he likes about hedonism. And he says the, the wild women, the wild women and the ripping and the tearing, the ripping and the tearing. Oh. Now. So you should have just played the video of you're going to go that deep it. into it. No, I no, mean, no, no, no. Hold on. I said it's PG 13 here. Trust me. The video. Oh. Uh, I'll probably gonna play the video at some point now that, yeah, it's who's the fuck this. Um, but anyways, it works two ways here, the ripping and Taryn, because these next guys are kind of, kind of like going to hedonism in a sense, but also they've also ripped and teared something at some point. So six is Saquon Barkley, <laughs> seven is Travis Etienne and eight is Javante Williams for me. Ooh. So that's kind of why I named them that tier. All oh, three man. guys though, that I still think are capable um, of being a top five running back in fantasy football. So that's I want to have Javante up there. I, I want to so fucking bad, but I can't bring myself to do it. It's tough. It's hard. I can't. Yeah. I'm not giving up yet. It's too. If the reports come out and he's not close and it's slow and everything like that, and he I, he's going to fall down this list for me a little bit. And I'm probably not going to draft him in any startup or anything of that matter. But for now, they kind of say he might be ready by then. And he just, man, he looked. Good Lord. He, the elusiveness, everything when you watch him play, he's really good. He is he's really good. Yeah. He <laughs> did. I guess there is a new coaching staff that might give him the ball, so it's totally different. That brand. is true. They that, but they <laughs> signed Samaje Piran, who's like the right. culture from Cincinnati, so you're like, fuck. I, like, I, God. Why don't this time, Brad? Why don't you go ahead and rip your your new tier before I do my new tier, and then right. that way, you know, I wanted to say you're just like following suit or anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see so, how sync you are. Yeah, right. right let's right. go. So this is where it might get a little, a little crazy. So this is there. This tier is four guys, uh, and these are the guys that are over the age of twenty-five that still have some time on their deal. Uh, and are the alphas of their offense. There is nobody behind them. So they are the volume guys here, but they're just a little older. So number eight, going to be Josh Jacobs, Las Vegas Raiders. Number nine is going to be Najee Harris, Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 10 is going to be Austin Eckler, who we hope stays with the Los Angeles Chargers because they'd be fucking stupid if they don't. And then number 11 is going to be my man, Nick Chubb, because I'm a fucking Browns fan, and he will never fall outside the top 12 until he's not a Brown anymore. So that's my tier three right now. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. And I do have a couple of guys. Um, my next two tiers, I have five guys placed into two. I'll only name three now, and then maybe I'll go after streets and name the last two. No, you know what? Fuck it. I'll name these two together because five guys. I'll round out my top 12, my first round, basically, of running backs. I got the Eckler. All right, so I got Austin Eckler. This is the, I'm consistent, a little older, like you said, but I'm going to put a consistent numbers up. Tony Pollard falls into this category. He isn't older, but I think he's going to be nothing but consistent going forward, which makes him Austin Eckler and your boy, Nick Chubb. Nothing but consistency, dude. Um that dude is a rushing fucking god. All right. He's like, awesome. hey, Sean, I feel like he's gonna put the ball in the end zone more 
than less. So I love Nick Chubb there. The other one, I really value you, but I don't know if I trust you. And that is Josh Jacobs coming off a, a running back four season. I don't know if I trust it. Maybe he gets traded. I don't know if I trust him to get those that volume again. Yep. And Ramondre Stevenson, like you said, what if they draft Bijan? Ramondre coming off fucking huge trade value on all sorts of charts right now. Top yep. 16 running back left and right. Top yep. 12 here. But I don't know if I trust you. So those are my next five. So we're yeah. close. We yeah. got three out. We're all kind of close. Andre's at twelve for me, so he's right there. He's right outside that tier. So yeah. thirteen for me. Let's get to that one for Ramondre. Yeah. So we're um, back to back to back, right? Yeah, yep. Right there. Hopefully, that's if it stands pat right now. That's where that. That's where it'll stay, and that's kind of what <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're actually kind of all a little bit similar here on this one because my next tier, so my nine. Uh, 10, 11 guys here. This this yeah. tier. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a I'm just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> so, this is my, if you're not first, you're last tier, because these three guys for me are the, these are the three guys that if you, you want to win this season to me, Right now, basically, is kind of how I'm basing this on. Like, these are the three guys that, for me, all in. Go get them. Let's go win. Um, number nine, Austin Eckler. Obviously, as he's getting up there in age. Number 10, Nick Chubb. I still think big season out of him left in this one still. Uh, with Hunt gone, too. Should help. I hope that last, that final week for Nick Chubb is something we see more of now. Right? What was that? Six targets? That's what we yes. have to cross our fingers for. Like, yes. Like, if we see some passing game work out of Nick Chubb, we are all having, like, ranked way too low on this. Like, he needs to move up. I'll probably draft him way earlier. I mean, hindsight, I don't know if that's going to happen, so we'll see. But, yeah, that's something we'll all miss at that point then. And then, yeah, number 11 for me is Josh Jacobs. I get it. He was tagged. That's a little concerning. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? I think he ends up playing, and I don't see why they just don't run him into the ground. So, <laughs> doing so. So, yeah, so that's why Josh Jacobs um, ends up that tier for me. The Raiders are so fucking dumb. Like, what are you doing? You decline his fifth-year option that would have been like $8 million, and then you turn around and sign it, franchise tag him for ten. <laughs> like, are you fucking idiots? It's, yeah. it's, wrong it's the Raiders, but yeah. it seems like Yeah, Raiders. like – God, they signed Darren Waller to a contract, ship him out of town. And this is all the McDaniels tree. They signed Derek Carr to a contract, bench him, and then ship him out of town. Cut him. They don't even ship him out of town. They're like, fuck you, Derek. We're cutting your ass. Like, y'all are it, like terrible ownership. Terrible ownership. Chucky. The Chucky <laughs> seeds, baby. Just keep just trucking <laughs> away there in, in Vegas. At, well, now yeah. Vegas at this point. One hundred million dollars they gave that guy. And now they're going to take off with Jimmy G. Right. Jimmy G and Cardamy are like the Spider-Man meme when they're pointing at each other. It's like you're just pointing at each other. We're going nowhere. I don't mean to go off topic here, but the problem is that I think at the end of the day, they're going to draft a quarterback. Carr is still a top 20 quarterback in the league. 
and Jimmy G is only a top 30 quarterback under Kyle Shanahan. He will not be the head same success elsewhere. I know it's a topic for a completely other day, but I think Derek Carr is a way better quarterback than Jimmy G. I think, yeah, for me, it's, um, you, you might be right, but for me, it's probably more because I don't have Carr probably as high as you. So that's where it was. It has nothing to do with Jimmy. I'm not G talking about fantasy. I'm talking about real life. Oh yeah. Like, no, no. That's what I mean. It's real life. No, that's right. I, yeah. No, that's okay. my, bad, my bad. My bad. Yeah. It's yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Derek, I think Derek Carr real life is a top 16 quarterback. Problem Ooh, is. Yeah. No, I don't know. Not for me. God. I think he is. Uh, I think the yeah, state of the I, NFL quarterback Derek, is awesome. Yeah. I'm a Derek Carr lover. Right. I, I mean, he might be my hall pass if it came down to it from a football player perspective. Okay. I don't know what it is about him. Okay. Dude, everything. This dude can do anything you ask him to do. Does he make some boneheaded plays sometimes? Absolutely. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. But he was constantly producing with no talent. The one year he had talent, he had Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper, and he was an MVP candidate. And then what do they do? They ship Crabtree away. They ship Amari Cooper away. And then he's oh. left throwing to who? We don't even remember him. With no line. Yeah. Nothing. Bring Devontae Adams in. And he – I don't know. I blame Josh McDaniels for this most likely because I can't imagine that Derek Carr goes in and just says, you know what, I'm just going to force it no matter what. Every fucking play to Devontae. That's just what I'm going to – because that's what he did all year last year. It was, I don't care. I'm just chucking it up to him. It doesn't matter. But Darren Waller was hurt. Hunter Renfro was hurt. They both missed at least half, if not more, of the season. So, I I, I think he gets a, a bad rap. I think he's a top 12 quarterback from an NFL perspective. Maybe not necessarily from a fantasy perspective. But in the NFL, this dude has the most yards – in the first nine seasons out of anyone, anyone. He has so the my, most. So my top 16 isn't so far-fetched. I no, he has the Thank most comebacks out of anybody in the first, I think, seven seasons. I, that, that stat was a couple years old the last time That's I looked at old. it. But through his first six or seven seasons, he led NFL history in fourth-quarter comebacks. So I, I I struggle with people who say ah, he's not that good. Like, I mean, guys don't win in the fourth quarter if they're not good, especially right. with the Raiders. Right, especially when their defense usually puts them there. Yeah. I is like, <laughs> you guys need to stop. You guys need to stop now. <laughs> well, I'm glad you everybody that tuned in to the Derek Carr uh, fan show tonight. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. This is we went down a big time rabbit hole, which I have bourbon called rabbit hole. So maybe I should have drank that tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No, rabbit holes are good. I love tangents. I love rabbit holes. These that's football. Who's going to lead you down a lot of them as you do? That. Anytime I'm involved anywhere, God only knows where it's going. That's true. This could end up nowhere football related at the end of it. So, <laughs> but next it. year. All right, so these are where we're getting to like the 12s here. So you got your well, Tim gave his. So, all right, Bradley, you want to go ahead and give them your next bunch? Yeah, so this is kind of a hodgepodge, but it's mostly still young guys under the age of 25, with the exception of one. Um, and we'll talk, we've talked about him actually already. So we'll get we'll get to him. So number 12 is Ramondre Stevenson. 
And I can't put him in that tier above because I just don't know if I can trust the New England Patriots to give him that volume, right? I talked about those other four. It's all about the volume. They are the one. There's no question that they're going to get all the volume. Well, now, do you trust New England? So that's why I got Ramondre at number 12. Number 13, this is my love joy out of this class, and that is Zach Charbonnet. I think this dude is the fucking real deal. He's got a three-down skill set. He is an absolute stud. He's going to have a great BMI. He comes in at about 220 pounds. Like, that's what you want. I love. I have a fondness for those bigger, bruising-type running backs. Javonta Williams was my RB1 out of that class a couple seasons ago, right? I look at this season. I'm obviously not putting him above Bijan, but Zach Charbonnet is my RB2 out of this class. He's got the size. He's got the pass-catching chops. So I just I'm hoping that landing spot is there for him that it'll hold. But right now I'm targeting in that 107 to 110 range of a rookie draft so that I make sure I come away with Zach Charbonnet. That's how confident I am in this guy. Maybe it's weird. That's just how I am. Right. Uh, Number 14 is going to be probably a lot higher than most is going to be J.K. Dobbins. Um, Look, even on his gimp ass leg last year where he was getting run down dude he's explosive his short area quickness is there his long speed is just not there yet that'll come back over time he's a year removed now dude he had some huge runs that ended up only being 40 or 50 yards because he got ran down and you could tell like he breaks that he breaks that mold he hits the hole hard and fast he bursts through and then he gets run down, but you kind of see him doing this number at full speed. Like it just wasn't a hundred percent healthy. And I think he's going to get there. So I, I just think that offense with him and Lamar who all that chatter about him not being there is nonsense. Like think about Kyler Murray unfollowing the, the, the Cardinals last season and all that. I don't want to play like get out of here with that. They'll figure it out. Uh, so J.K. Dobbins is at 14. Number 15 is Miles Sanders and his new deal in Carolina. He's the guy. Right. Chubba Hubbard is taking carries away from him. Blackshear is t- – no, no. He's he's the guy, right? Now, I know he said, don't put me on your fantasy team, but I don't care. I'm not going to listen to him. I'm going to put him on it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he comes in at number 15. Number 16 is Javonta Williams, and I could see him rising a little bit if he comes back and plays healthy and looks good for the next couple games. Number 17 is that outlier. I told you there was one outlier in this group from the age, and that's going to be Tony Pollard. The reason I have him this low, that franchise tag, man. I really don't like a 26-year-old running back getting the franchise tag. So now you go into next season, you got a 27-year-old running back, and we're talking dynasty rankings, right? 27-year-old running back on the free agent market. Ah, That doesn't make me happy. Right. Is he going to get a one year deal, maybe a two year deal that's really only one year? Like there's a lot of things that can happen with Tony Pollard that made me just kind of bump him down because I want some of that consistency. I want some I want to know what the situation is. And then the last guy in this tier and actually the second rookie is going to be Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama right now. I'm putting in this. Uh, you know, whether you want to equate him to Alvin Kamara or whoever you want to equate him to, I don't think that's quite, he's not quite as big as Alvin Kamara, but that's the type of skill set I see this guy in a PPR league. He's just going to eat, especially if he goes in a good situation. So that's my fourth tier. Ramondre Stevenson, Zach Charbonnet, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Javonta Williams, Tony Pollard, and Jameer Gibbs. 
Love it. Right. Love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I want to remind you again, mine aren't basically on rankings, just tiers. I put them in because I wouldn't rank some of these guys there, but I'm going to lump three category or three tiers together right now. First is no thanks. Najee, Devante, Javante. Najee. I love Najee. I love Najee probably more than most. I hyped him last year. I still don't love him enough to draft him in a startup dynasty league. Javante. Everything you guys said previously, streets, you hyped on it. I love Javante last year. Melvin Gordon. Why did they love Melvin Gordon so much this year? Like you just said, Brad, they brought Samaje in. Why is Javante always getting a complimentary back? I don't like that. So that's why Javante's so low. Do I think he could be higher? Probably. You're still cool. Derrick Henry, he's still cool, man. Whether it's the Titans, traded to the Bears, I don't know where he goes, but he's still cool, man. Derrick Henry is that dude, all right? He's a little older. He's run down, but he's still that dude. He's still cool, man. Uh, Aaron Jones just got, enough, just got a little extension of the contract. He got uh, adjusted a little bit. He's going to be that dude in Green Bay. Jordan Love's going to be dumping him all day, left and right. Aaron Jones probably should have been higher, but again, as a dynasty, not a redraft. So that's why he's still – he's cool, man. You're still cool. And Joe Mixon, I understand – He's got personal issues. I understand maybe the Bengals get rid of him. They just got rid of Samaje, though. Maybe the Bengals draft Bijan if he's there at 24 or 27, whatever it is. But Joe Mixon is so talented. Regardless of where he goes, he is going to succeed. And then the I'm good, bro, which I originally thought Joe Mixon would be here, but he's still cool, man. I'm good, bro. Dalvin Cook, I'm so good on you, bro. Alvin Kamara, I am so good on you. DeAndre Swift, goddamn, so good on you. And your new backfield mate, David Montgomery, while I understand the two of you together might be formidable, I'm not drafting both of you together. So David Montgomery, I'm good on you too. And Miles Sanders, I know Brad, I know he's going to be like that. Brad's selling him to me, so I like to keep, I need that. I need a little of that right now. <laughs> I'm I'm good on you, Miles. <laughs> so again, not my ranking, so to speak, but just lumping together the people I'm lumping together. So those are the last, those next three tiers together. I love yeah, Derek like, Henry. Need so. to be caressed a little on Sanders, and that's kind of what I can. I like seeing that a little bit up there. Maybe I got to move him up. Take a little notes. Rookie I got, Look, I take notes here. Like, right. man, like. A lot of things pointing that Miles Sanders is going to be the focal point. They don't have DJ Moore anymore. Hayden Hurst is going to be the guy. Shy Smith, Terrace Marshall, rookie quarterback. Like Adam Thielen, DJ Shark, Shark, Shark. They did just sign DJ. That's right. And Adam Thielen. Everyone's like, they got such a good offseason. Adam Thielen and DJ Shark is such a good offseason. Please tell me y'all heard Adam Thielen say he thinks they have a Super Bowl contending roster. Please. Chicago media wrote an article saying Carolina's pick will be a unvalued pick next year. Yeah, I know. I Somebody, look at Carolina's roster and see top 10 picks still. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Ben Buster, you are right, by the way. I put that comment up there. Yeah. Always. My whole life in a committee. Um, 
Uh, but as we get into actually good segue because he's going to be part of this tiers i'll catch up to you guys at this point here and i'll do a couple tiers at once um this my next tier 12 13 14 are all there's three guys in this one this is a i call this i call this tier sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit <laughs> that's what i call this tier because i don't know what to think of them i don't they might be they could be good they could be great they could be shit they could end up not even i mediocre i don't know i don't know what to do with them but they're they're not old they're in like old old per se in terms like that but um that is Najee harris from andre stevenson and tony pollard for me right they could be great they could all end up the Steelers could be, they could fix the, like, the Kenny Pickett clicks. The line's good. Everything moves. And Najee Harris is a top five running back next year because the volume is always going to be there. So, or he's just mediocre. And you're looking at an RB2 again. So, Ramondre Stevenson, do they do something dumb? Um, right now, I'm not too worried at all. James Robinson does not do it for me there. So, I'm not too concerned. Ramondre from right now is in a good spot for me, but I don't know if I trust New England, like you just said. So it doesn't matter if James Robinson's good or not. And then Tony yeah. Pollard, you nailed it, as you just talked about. Weird, it's a weird like franchise tag at the just I don't know. Like man, that's I see the trades happening with him too. And I just like cringe at times when I see him. Like, is he re, I can't that value is a little weird for I can't do that. Too yeah. too pricey for me for him at this point. Yeah, um, I moved him to Maddie Daddy before the franchise tag, and Zeke moved and all that. Like, I just I want him gone before. You cash I, in, I, cash in. Yeah, well, I like, feel like Dallas learned. Maybe I don't want to say learned, but was like, look, we don't want to get bit by this contract like what we got Zeke in, right? Because Tony Pollard wants to get paid. That's why I didn't get a contract. Tony Pollard looked and was like, I was the best running back on your roster. So you're going to pay me at least what Zeke is getting. And they weren't going to do that. No. So their option was to franchise him. So I get it from Dallas's perspective, yeah. but from Tony Pollard, from a dynasty, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. And he, I don't, he's not going to get the, that contract that he's seeking there. So yeah. that no. one for sure. And then I'll 16. He's in, I have, <laughs> I did a, I gave all these guys their own tier. I don't have a fun video for them, but, um, the Tom Cruise tier for me, that number 16 is Derrick Henry. Old as shit, still does his own stunts, still does them well. <laughs> so if you're once again, if you're gonna trying to win the league That's at good. this point, you might as well go for it. Yeah. Um I the Jamal Williams tier. Um, so number 17 for me is David Montgomery. <laughs> then I just named it the Jamal Williams tier. <laughs> Whoever is opposite names. 17 rushing touchdowns, like <laughs> I think David Montgomery is actually I prob I think he's actually a much better running back than what he was with the Bears. I think he some really shit situations he was in with the Bears. Like he is a hard guy to tackle and he's going to break a ton of them. And now he's playing behind the best line he's ever played behind. Um talent-wise could be an up should be an upgrade over Jamal Williams and we all know about DeAndre Swift who Tim had him on his like I'm good I'm not doing that bullshit anymore with him oh, so yeah diamond stud <laughs> so yeah kind of that's why I named him in the Jamal Williams tier and then the next guy um you I still love him one of the worst tr dynasty trades of my entire life it it's I shouldn't say that 
It was bad. We'll get into that in a sec. But my grandparents' living room tier number eighteen is J.K. Dobbins. Right? He's like the guy. He's the he's the couch with plastic on it. I just want to uh-huh. see him unleashed by the Ravens and just used more. Like let's. He's so good. Like feed him. Feed him more. This he's a top five running back talent wise. If he just can see a little bit of added volume, yeah. that's how good he is, and that's why I'm hopeful of Javante Williams too. Right? It took it took J.K. a little bit, but he he got there, and I think Javante will come back too. Well, and he had a he had to go back in and get rescoped too, right? Yep. J.K. So mm-hmm. he came back for a couple games, had to go in and rescope again, and so it's just a lot of people say that year after the ACL, you kind of have to throw out right yeah but a little rebound year a little watch like he looked really fucking good in the short yeah. right it's just that long speed so just ravens dude come on yeah stop it i don't know just give it to him i don't yeah. i gus the bus is gone Not but i don't even see gus Justin 15 carries a game dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> ravens gonna fucking draft Bijan, and you're gonna really <sighs> that's another one it would be the same thing as new england just the no. Immediate well, classic. I mean, JK is in the last year of his rookie deal, so oh god, god. maybe it's not crazy. It might not be. So listen to you right now, going, huh? Yep. It's a no. It's, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the especially draft, if Lamar doesn't end up back there. And then yeah. you're like, well, we're just going to have to get Bijan to run forty times. Well, Lamar game. Lamar only has two places to end up right now. I'm not shifting the conversation. It's the Colts or the Ravens. There's nowhere else. So yeah. Oh no no! There's more the Raiders. The Raiders. I, there's more, but I don't under the NFL is a weird place at times. Like there's more the Falcons, I guess. Two firsts doesn't seem all that crazy in hindsight compared to I mean, like, I, the Russell Wilson deal and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it might be worth a gamble for some of these teams. You're gonna use a first anyways on a quarterback, so just add another yeah. one in, get an MVP. That's right. Somebody <laughs> you know can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you are right. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other podcast. It for is. Another day, baby. For <laughs> long another one day. that one. Tears. What, what Here, number are you rip. at, Tim? I'll rip. I got no numbers. So I'll rip my next. I'll okay. rip my next tier. Actually, the future. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say it's the future stallions here. These are guys who I think could be stallions one day. And yeah, you know who I got on that list? J.K. Dobbins. All right, I could have easily plugged him down. Um, a lot further on the list, but I think J.K. Dobbins, everything you guys said is about it. I don't have to go too much farther into it. His knee just got ripped out. He fucking does a 25 yard, what, like a four three through the fucking middle of the line. Yeah, sure, he gets tackled 25 yards fucking down the line, but at the end of the day, after getting your ACL ripped out, you hit show that much burst still. That burst, that kid's special. Plus, where he play at. Dude! Ohio State University. J.K. Dobbins, that's that dude. He is a future stallion. Jamar Gibbs, Damian Pierce. These are future stallions. And I know you guys are going to laugh at me for this, and I don't even care. He was uh, on a trade value chart, a 60-plus going into last season. Cam Akers, okay? I still think Cam Akers is a future stallion. So Cam Akers is on my list, right with J.K. Dobbins, right with Damian Pierce, and right with Jamar Gibbs. Those are my future stallions. And Muck Fishigan. Whew. 
Whew, I just cut all the circulation off my brain putting that yeah, on. Right that, helmet. that was I had to put it on at that point though. Yeah, right. You sell me on a lot of things. I just team, don't think Playmakers is gonna be the one thing. <laughs> I feel you. No, you know what? I understand about Cam Akers. Like I said, I, I expect to feel wrath about that. But going into last season, Cam Akers was a 60 plus on that fantasy trade value chart on Dynasty. And whatever Grayson uses, I'm sure he was a 90 plus fucking circle <laughs> jerking all over the place on that. Okay. So he had a couple, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 bad games under fucking Sean McVay. He didn't want to use them anymore. He fumbled a couple of times. What did he do the last six games? He looked fucking great, dude. Yeah, did. That kid looked great. Yeah. Future Stallion, if they use him right. I like that, though. I like the tier. Well, there's nobody else in town, right? Darrell Henderson's finally gone. Like Kyron Williams, baby. Kyron Williams, Streets' boy. Because I've been hearing about him for a year. What did he run? Like a 4 8? He's going to be an offensive lineman outrunning him down the field. Like, get out of here with that. He's going to be my next Kenneth Dixon, probably. That'll be the... Right. Cam Akers is only, what, like 23. Thank you, fucking Diamond yeah. Stud. Thank yeah. you. Dude. He's still a pup. Young kid. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he came out. I think he was the youngest running back in that class when they came out. Oh, I see. You guys sell me a little bit. That's good. You just get rubbed off by some guys, and it's tough to circle back to them. Especially if you own them when they screw you. Right, it makes it even harder to trust him again. Well, I traded Cam Akers for T Higgins, or I traded T Higgins for Cam Akers, and I'm still screaming Cam. I've already traded him away. Tim, but I I'm gave Cam Akers some love. Cam Akers, okay. We did our we did the Roto Slappers yearly this you did. Uh, awards, you did. right? I gave Cam yep. he got the Southwest Airlines award. Just Basically, wasn't, just wasn't useful when fucking you needed him. Like he was not useful when you needed him. That's basically what it was. <laughs> no, it was. He was he was good at the end of the day, but when you needed so him, anyone who drafted him, he wasn't useful for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I gave him some love, I guess. Oh boy! All right, we'll try to steer this shit back. Oh, Bradley, go ahead. All right, so so I'm gonna do two tiers together because I have. One guy in a tier by himself because I don't know what to do with him. And it pisses me That's what off. I do with them, so don't feel bad. Because I love this guy, and Dan Campbell has been fucking me with him. So I've got DeAndre Swift in a tier of his own right now because he is not even, it's not even the same fucking world. Right. He is a thousand times better at the running back position than Jamal Williams or David Montgomery. I do not care what uh, – it's not even close. Oh, so, no, I would, I would the talent's there, but Dan Campbell doesn't give a shit about that. Deuce, I think it was Deuce Staley was a running backs coach last year. Didn't care about that. That's not – they didn't – it's just not what they were looking to try to do. So, I, I'm i struggling on what to do with him right now, especially after the signing of David Montgomery. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. I want to move him higher because of that. This dude is going to be a hot commodity at, let's see, what's he going to be, 24 years old going in, coming out of his rookie contract. Another super young guy getting a getting his second deal to go hopefully somewhere and be the man. So that's what I'm hoping for. But he's kind of in a tier of his own right now, not because he's in a tier of his own. I just don't know where to put him. And then I have the tier of fucking old guys, right? These are the grumpy old men you know, bickering at each other, throwing fish in each other's car and shit, letting them rot. 
Alvin Kamara at 20, Derrick Henry at 22, Aaron Jones, 23, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, all those guys are the same to me, right? They're close in age between 27 and 29, depending on who you're talking. You know, Alvin Kamara's got his legal issues. Joe Mixon's got his legal issues. They're the younger two. Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones are 29, got their deals kind of redone a little bit. Um, and then I've got David Montgomery in this tier two because he's he's walking into a 16-touchdown season role. Like, I, you can't not have him – you can't have him any lower than this. So these are just the kind of older right. guys that are still – kind of the the guys in there and then Detroit. <laughs> right, right. I feel that. That's why that's, I, that's why I had uh Swift so in that tier earlier because yeah. you don't you don't want to take him. But again, it was just like I was talking about with Cam Akers. You had a guy who was a 62 60, you know, fuck the fantasy pros dynasty chart, whatever. But when you look at that shit, you have a guy who's over 60 last year, DeAndre Swift. You gotta have him in your top 2025 20, right here. It's yeah. selfish and stupid if you don't. Yeah. DeAndre Swift, if anybody wants cares, was my third round pick in SFB 12 because still was buying in on DeAndre Swift. Yeah. So it's not that I've given up on him. Um, but he does, as I I'll get into a few here. Then this tier dazed and confused is what I named this tier. Dazed and confused. Number 19 is Joe Mixon. He's shooting little kids in his neighborhood. I don't know what's going to happen with him at this point. I don't even know what is going on with this. I got to wait and see how that all plays out, right, before we do anything. Um, thank God the kids are okay, by the way. That's they really save a lot of money cutting him yeah. also. So. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Whether the kid was trespassing, I don't know that whole story. I'm not a legal expert. But some. Right, I got to worry about it now, and I got to note it down. I got to go. Ah, fuck! Here we go again with another. Is he going to get suspended? Thing. So, next is Dalvin Cook. Not so much, maybe legal out there. Got one kind of died away, but I just don't know where he's going. Does the Vikings keep him? Does he go somewhere else? Um, He's getting older now. Um, Is he good? Like I don't know. He's obviously he's ranked twenty for me, so it's not like he's bad and he's not falling off a cliff. I'm just confused. Days didn't confuse. 21 for me is Damian Pierce. I'm the Texans might be dazed and confused with Damian Pierce, might be the problem. Like, I don't know if they believe he might be the guy for them to, uh, moving forward, and they might add someone. So, I kind of worry about that. Although, I did like him, I loved him. He looked good to me as a rookie. And then, number 22 for me is DeAndre Swift. I can't fun him just yet, and I'm not going to. Uh, but he does move down a little bit. The Lions did pay some decent money to Montgomery, so he's going to be used. I think they found us some success as overall as a team, unfortunately, using two backs. Um, and I just don't know right now if Swift ever sees the volume with Montgomery there. So I kind of labeled them dazed and confused. Yeah, I look at health. He's got to stay healthy, right? David Montgomery's contract is fucking weird, dude. They're only paying him $1 million this year. He gets $1.25 million, and then he's got like he's got like a $4 million signing bonus or whatever, right? So we got that. But his salary this year is $1 million. And then touchdown incentive laid in, right? I'm sure he's got some incentives. It's hard to find the incentives associated right, with right. our contracts, but next year his he's cuttable. 
He will be cut next year. He'll be cut next year. He'll be on the 49ers next year. That's good to hear. Yeah. Because the total number of that contract, I mean, seemed a little bit like, oh, boy. Yeah. Now he's not going to be a pain. Now he's going to be a pain. The Bears, Ryan Poles, again, not a Bears conversation, but the Bears, Ryan Poles made it very, very clear. David Montgomery, you're expendable because you want more money than you're worth. Roquan Smith, you are expendable because you want more money than what you're worth. And that's a good GM. Oh, I'm not saying we should have paid David Montgomery. I'm not saying that at all. I I'm just, that's that's a whole other topic. Trust me, I'd rather if you have DeAndre Swift on your team, you use DeAndre Swift. That's I'd rather have Deontay. I'd rather have Deontay Foreman, as you talked about on your show that two Saturdays ago. Cheap plug. Go back and check it out right here on the Belay Entertainment Network. Streets did that up. Deontay Foreman, big winner. All right. I think David Montgomery is still a big winner, and I think Jamal Williams is a big winner. I think all three of those guys playing uh, running back roulette makes them all winners. That's if you bought into the Khalil Herbert hype, which I never did, so that's why I, I thought Deontay Foreman was a, the big winner. I, be- I believe I, I believe the uh, Deontay Foreman hype. I don't believe the Khalil Herbert hype at all. I think he's a complimentary back. I watch yeah. him. We watch him. Is he a full-time running back? I don't think he is. No, probably not. Not at all. He's a complimentary back. I hate the yards victory thing. Two two Bears guys. And Deontay Foreman put up better numbers with less work than David Montgomery. So at the end of the day, why would Khalil Herbert become the full-time back when we just brought in a guy for half the price to do more work? I I don't get it. I got yelled at on Twitter on this one. I get yelled at for yards per carry on Khalil Herbert. And I have to to stand on Mount Everest and scream this to the world. You can't average nine carries a fucking game in, in I'm 20 yards carries. per carry matter to me at all. Like you have to have more carries and more touches throughout the season for that to even matter because I hate to break it to you, but if Khalil Herbert touches the football more, the yards per carry are going down. So are they going to fall skyrocketing down? I don't know, but I don't think you're, he's not. He's not a. If he touches the ball twenty-two times a game, he's not fucking putting up five point nine yards per carry. I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'll just read you because I'm curious because I'm on a little bit of the Khalil Herbert hype train. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Now I it's, now it's, I also love myself some Deonta Foreman because I think the Achilles injury really screwed his career up. I think he was going to be a beast. And we saw him kind of come to fruition a little bit, right? But look, week three, 20 carries, Khalil Herbert, 7.9 yards per carry. Week four, 19 carries, 4.1 yards per carry. Okay, not great, but not terrible either. Not fucking Najee Harris 3.5 or whatever, right? Uh, Week seven, 12 carries, 5.2 yards per carry. Week eight, 16 carries, 6.2 yards per carry. So while, no, you're not getting nine yards per carry like you did in some of these, you know, five to seven carry games, he did have some pretty solid production when he touched the ball more than 15 times. It's I, And I knew you were going to go to those games. <laughs> I knew it. Um, I mean, it and was he did, And he looked good in those games. But it's – but you have to do it week to week for me. It's one of those things. It's just that's where it boils down to because the wear and tear of that position week to week gets a little harder. And that's what's well, the matchups matter, matter, right? Yeah. When you run for 7.9 yards a carry against Houston, is it really that good? Correct. Probably and can not. he grind out? 
<laughs> the week to week, and number two, he's he's the worst pass protection back probably in the NFL. No. So he's definitely not going to see the field in those situations at all. I just need I can't, and I get what you're saying. And if he does go four point nine, because it, it won't be in the fives if he does get two fifty plus or whatever it was. But if he gets four point nine, yeah, he's probably a good back. And I'm wrong, dead wrong on it. Slap that on whatever tweet page you want to at that point. But how many teams do how many teams do just one running back? Even the 49ers, they bitched in our chat all the time. I see them fucking bitching. What CMC? Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell. Well, right. They do that. That's what they I do. You, yeah. I told how long now? How many years? How many years teams have been doing this? Ain't nothing new. And the once when we did when I released the 120, I wrote the first, my top. This is just redraft though. It has nothing to do with dynasty when I'm and I'm re I'm ranking all basically 120 redraft players early, just super early before the draft. I put CMC four in my redraft right now. And Tim makes a point because when Eliza Mitchell was on the field, CMC only saw 10 carries a game. So does he if they have another back, do they even pull CMC during the regular season back a little bit to try to conserve him? As we get there now, obviously the pass game work and everything else will be there for him. But yeah, you're right. Even then, Elijah Mitchell was a top four to five round pick in redraft leagues before the injury in the CMC trade. So I digress. No, it's it's valid. That raging Cajun. I love that dude coming out of college. When when I saw that they said he's going to be the kick returner. Uh, at that point in time, I was doing stuff for Fantasy Affair. uh, Was the the company I was doing podcasting with. And I told him on the podcast preseason, I was like, that dude is going to destroy Trey Sermon. It ain't even close. And like, you know, Trey Sermon, third round pick. They're like, oh, you're crazy. I'm like, look, man, I'm just I'm just calling it like I see it. An injury is going to happen. This dude's returning kicks. So they already believe in his athleticism and he fits that system perfectly. He's a one cut speed guy. He's Raheem Mostert reincarnated. Like what? Are, what do you? What do you think they were going to do with him? Shannon so, loves that. Shannon yeah. loves that. Yeah, he does. All right, streets. Ooh, let me right. let me rip to you my last tier. I got go one ahead. last tier. I think I'm 25 deep or something. We'll just get to 30. Go ahead. You go to 30. Yeah. I'll go to 30. He goes yeah, to 30. My, we'll get there. My last tier is called the on the rise tier. Okay, James Cook, Rashad White, uh, Zach Charbonnet, B Rob. All right, shot a bunch of times. Came back. Eight weeks in, B. Rob and Tyler Algier. And my last category, my last tier is called the Rhino tier. All right. It reminds me of my son. We're going to have the same name for a tier, but that's funny. Good. It's the Pacheco tier. And I'll never draft a Kansas City running back because they're a Kansas City running back. But that dude throws his hard motherfucking head and spike into anyone he can. Give me Pacheco to round my top 30 and to round my tiers out. Bradley, go for it. And then we'll talk about these guys. All right. Yeah. All right. So I've got uh, number 26. I've got Cam Akers. I can't let him fall any further than that. There's no competition there. Right. Are they going to? They don't really have the draft capital or the ability to add anybody that's going to challenge him. And he's super young, so he's going to get the volume. What we hope is that they fix the offensive line. Matthew Stafford doesn't suck in dickhole again. Like, please, dude, step it up a little bit, okay? You're getting paid way too much money to look this bad behind a bad offensive line. Next up is my love, Joy. You talked about Brian Robinson. He can eat 
a dick because Antonio Gibson is the fucking dude. So Antonio Gibson is the man. He is clearly the better running back. This is that DeAndre Swift conversation to me. Mm -hmm. He is clearly the more explosive and athletic running back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I don't know what it is about Ron Rivera and Dan Campbell. They just don't want to win football games or what it is. They're trying to prove a point. Dumb like, get out of here. Yeah, it just, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. So Gibson is my guy. I'm still calling it. I literally own him in like 80% of my dynasty leagues because I'm not selling it. I, I will I will buy him because he's super cheap right now. And I think that Eric Bieniemy, who is more of a run guy. So the rumor mill around Kansas City was that he was calling the running plays and that Andy Reid was calling the pass plays. So now he gets down there. He gets to use his run game a little bit. Let's see how it goes. I'm hopeful that he sees how good Antonio Gibson is and uses him. So moving on to number 28, James Cook. I love the guy. And you saw that shift a little bit later in the season. You saw the Buffalo Bills move to him a lot more. So James Cook is the guy. Damian Pierce. I want to have him higher. He's a fourth-round pick. He's a fourth-round pick that is a first and second guy. That's it. He doesn't catch the ball. He's not a great pass blocker. So he's limited. And now you're bringing in a rookie. You ship out Brandon Cooks. You hope John Mechie can come back. Their scoring potential is going to be pretty low, which I feel like is going to limit Damian Pierce's upside. So that's why I've got him a little bit lower. And then number 30, Isaiah Pacheco. Because you got to love the guy. you got to love the guy, right? You can't hate on him. Uh, I almost squeezed Zach – I almost tried to squeeze Zach Evans into my top 30 because he's another one of these running backs that I really like out of the rookie class. Uh, but I can't do it. There, there's just some. I, I want to see where he goes. There's a lot of chatter. You know, he didn't. He left Kendra Miller to just turn around and be the backup in Ole Miss again. So it's like, okay, you couldn't take the reins. So I'm worried you're not going to be able to take the reins at the next level here. Now Judkins is a well, too. Right? By the way, I love the Antonio Gibson one because it drives me bonkers, bonkers. You can – I don't need – there's nothing. There's I don't no analytic you're going to give me. There's no advanced stat you're going to give me. There's nothing. <laughs> I have tape. Just tape. Tape of Antonio Gibson when you watch Washington. He's the best running back on that damn team. There's <laughs> nothing to – like the tape proves it itself, and it drives me. I don't know why he must have just fucked Juan Rivera's wife or something, yes. dude, because I don't know <laughs> what happened because – Good God. I I was hoping that somehow he ended up on a different team in a better situation. Yeah. Like that's what I'm praying for, for Antonio Gibson, because he is, he's good. And is, he can climb back up this, this list pretty his, quick. Is this his last year? He's got to be close. It's a, so he's got to be real close. Yeah. We're gonna look. <laughs> yeah. It's not a knock on Brian Robinson either. I credit that guy. Good Lord. You, Coming back, get shot, come back. That's pretty damn good too. But Antonio Gibson got that dog in him too. He just needs a look. He just you got to let him have. Let him. This let is him his play. last year in Washington. Leash him. <laughs> so I do like that one. Mine, I'll catch up real quick then here. So I have the living on a prayer is what I named this. <laughs> twenty three through twenty three. Rashad White. <laughs> 
I have James Cook. I'm not giving up on James Cook yet. I liked him too much, and I think he is real good also. So um, 25, I, this is where I asked you. Brad's kind of amping me up on this one a little bit, but I put Miles Sanders at 25 for now. That's fair. Uh, it was mostly because I do worry about scoring potential on that offense and stuff like that. 26, Aaron Jones. Tim, is an, I have Aaron Jones in a few dynasty leagues, so I like where you kind of pet me up a little bit on that one, but not as high on him as you are. Glad you kind of sold me on him a little bit. Um, I changed it around. I had an Aaron, I had an Aaron Rodgers tear joke that I was going to use on that one, but then I put him in living on a prayer because kind of living on a prayer right now, kind of old. Don't know if his quarterback's going to be good. We don't know he's what's going to happen. Nine, he's still, he's not that old. He's, not, he's look when you're over you get 26, 20 bag, 29's old. I understand. I get it, but he's going to be dumb too. Do you, baby? Do you? And then I had Cam. A- See, I guess I wasn't that low on Cam Akers. I have him at twenty-seven, so it's not like I hated him. So I put him right there. Um, and then the the one right now, this at this exact moment, I'm putting him here. I know people are going to say I'm nuts at this point. If something happens and they add a running back, uh, then sure, I might move him out of here. I jumped up that high. Where am I at? Yeah, 28. Yeah. I put Rashad Penny there. And I what? Yep. And I did it because when I looked at some of these other guys, we're we're kind of getting into the one year play it at one year at a time type guys. And I think Penny <coughs> could give you some if he stays healthy, it might only be eight, nine weeks, but could give you some Miles Sanders weeks as long as they don't add a running back right now. Um, I got him at 33, so I'm with you. <laughs> so I, so I kind of put him there. So I guess I'm not that far off then. Thank you. I don't feel as crazy now. Um, then I have, I call this the Black Rhino tier. And it's funny I'm because I'm going to play this because this I, I'm going to play this one more time because this is this. Tim knows who the Black Rhino tier is. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. There is no one in the NFL who runs harder, <laughs> just more explosive. Runs in, but he, but he, with his head down into a brick wall every time. Like he's gonna end up oh. dead playing in the oh. NFL. But my God, right now. One of the I love watching him play. It's Isaiah Pacheco for sure. Just love watching him play the position. Um, he plays it like he's the best. He plays it just good. Everything about him I like. But yeah, I don't doubt. I don't think he's going to make it or last long playing that way. And I don't know if Kansas City doesn't add someone at some point, anyways. But yeah, I love Isaiah Pacheco. So the black rounds here for me. So we were close on that. And then at number 30, to round it up out of my top 30, I have to stay out of Vegas tier, and that's Alvin Kamara. <laughs> that's fair. Vegas I couldn't say. I had to include him still. When I started looking at some of these other guys, I was like, man, it was close. Jamal Williams almost made it at 30 because I kind of think they're the same, right? If Alvin Kamara misses a season or a half a season, Jamal Williams steps right in. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, huge touch oh, right yeah. with that offense. Which is, yeah. which is why I love my team in the Empire League that we're in to maybe repeat solely because Monty went to the Lions to fucking vulture touchdowns. Jamal Williams went to back up my Elvin Kamara 
and Deonta Foreman is a bear. Like all three of those guys ended up in awesome, awesome spots. The but odds of what happened to you in the running back carousel are so slim. You got so lucky that everything worked out in a great favor yeah, for you. Uber, 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 uber lucky. But I'm going to get out of here. Streets, you're the man, dude. You did an awesome job tonight. Thank you for having me. Brad, God, man, I can't wait to see you in Nashville. I can't wait to buy you some drinks in Nashville. It's be badass. Yeah, it's been a fucking blast. You can find me. TK show, all major audio platforms, right here on YouTube, all major social media, and right here Dominic, on the Bloodline Entertainment Network in like 10 motherfucking minutes talking wrestling. As soon as this show airs, I'm gonna go get myself prepped. Maddie Daddy, oh, love you. Thanks for putting us all together, baby. Brad, this was a pleasure. I'll talk oh, yeah, to you. man. I'll sign him off. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's got it, so he's got to go to another show. No, nice. Now oh, he's got to go to appreciate the tri- Is it the yeah, trifecta game? Oh, yeah. He, so Saturdays on the Bloodline Entertainment Network are like Tim King days, basically. He just gets on there and he doesn't, he's on there all day. Just I love it. Not a Tim King at that point. So, oh, yeah. And I'll be on that. I'll jump on that one with him too as we, when we get out of this one. But so, yeah, those nice. are my 30. And yeah, we had, it wasn't all the same. There was some, you and him were spot on early. You drifted a little bit then there as we uh, got towards yeah, like the I, nine ten guys. I mean, we mostly had the same guys. There were a couple ex right? Rashad Penny was one that was in there or out of there. Uh, Tyler Algier in there, out of there. Deonta Foreman, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams. But outside of really those five, I don't know that we were really off all that much. No, I don't honest. think so either. I mean, they Antonio were Gibson, around, obviously. But. Although I have Antonio Gibson 34. <laughs> So I guess I'm not even that far off on him on that one, too. I'm so bullish on him. I want to put him higher, just like I want to put Deion. Like, I had DeAndre Swift in my top 12 until maybe two weeks ago. I was like, I just I, I can't, can't quit you. It's one of those things. Like, like I can't quit you. I just yeah, see you I mean, want to see you football. Fair, I can't right? quit you. Yeah. So There's just I those guys. But, but that was I'm a blast. i some of these rookies. So. so, the rookie part. I missed. I left two off, and I don't know where to put them yet. That's what that's where I was going to come to you. And I was like, I'm glad you put them in there. And it's the Chardonnay and Gibbs. Those are the two. Yeah. It's so hard. I want. I still haven't decided. Like, maybe somewhere. Jameer Gibbs. The reason I have Chardonnay ahead of Gibbs right now is I see Jameer Gibbs in that like Ramondre Stevenson type role. Alvin Kamara type role, like he's going to get 100 to 150 carries, but the guy might get 80 targets, 90 targets or whatever, right? And that alone in a PPR league is going to just drive him up the board. I mean, we saw a couple years where guys like J.D. McKissick were top 15 running backs yep. just on volume alone at the re- for, from a reception perspective. So I think so- that's going to drive him up there, but Charbonnet just – Ah, it's just that three down skill set. Man. Oh, and he, he a perfect fit is like a Cincinnati for him. Yep. And it's like a yeah. lightning spot for him. And if that's the case, he's, then I'm going to, I'm going to fit him in here somewhere in the teens at this point. I'm probably, he definitely would move up into that one. Yep. It's Gibbs yeah. and Sh- those two for me is more of a game. And I have to see where they land before I can even place them in this because I, what day do you think they go? Uh, I think they're they're both second round picks, okay. I believe. So that's better. That mm-hmm. makes that day three. 
running backs, I oh god, are such a crapshoot. Once even when you like them a lot, that I can't even put them in my top fifty half the time. Day yeah, two, I, I mean, they have gotta to be see in, where they go. They almost have to be in unstable locations. You know, they have to yeah. go to Atlanta. You know, where Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier, they got thirty-three-year-old Cordero Patterson fucking with his. <laughs> fucking Walker going through the line, offensive line. You know, they got to go to situations like that to be, <laughs> okay, hey, look, this guy might get an opportunity, you know? That you is go true. to San Fran where nobody can stay healthy. So I, the, it's almost like if they go to a good team, you're like, oh, yeah, shit. They're way down the list, you know? But yep. they go to a shit team, you're like, oh, they might get a chance. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's, it's, it's funny how that works. It's, it's volume, workload are the kings of this game. 100%. Especially that we're talking about today, and that's how it'll always be. But, yep. good Lord, I had a blast. I laughed my ass off today. You were awesome. Good. good. Oh, yeah. The first time we've kind of hung out, in a, even though the internet in a, in, a, in a chat room, but still it counts. I'm counting it. Um, that's why it's I know close. It's, it's close. close. These yeah. days, it's close enough. That's how everything yeah, is. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I had uh, a ball, and I thank you for joining. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. We'll do it again sometime. I want to have yeah. you on ours, man. You have to come on and do some stuff with SGP. Would love to. Would love to. It'll all be right. my honor, my man. And I, hopefully right. Nashville happens, and then we can all do this in person. Is that even be the greatest thing that ever happened? Oh, man? dude, it'd be great. Good Lord, that would be a blast. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good time. We might find ourselves getting into a little bit of, a little bit of trouble. But little? Know. Little bit? No, I'm trying to be optimistic here, all right? <laughs> uh, we're getting thrown out of a bar in Nashville. Oh, for sure. So That's at least happened happen. a couple times. <laughs> Where can they find you and talk about this? Uh, show? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter. You can find all my work on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, articles, rankings. We're dropping a huge amount of rookie content right now. So if you're just now starting to get into the rookies, make sure you check our YouTube channel. That's SGPN Fantasy uh, on YouTube. You can see all of our draft profiles. Uh, my co-host Dave Heilman's doing a ton of shorts and things like that. And we're doing a series right now to really walk you through that rookie draft. So we did short 10-minute snippets of, hey, if you're at the 101 and the 201 and the 301 and the 401, here's what you could be looking at, 102, so on, so forth, all the way through the 12. Uh, we dropped eight of them up to this point. Nine through 12 have not dropped yet, but make sure you check those out if you're looking for any assistance at the rookie draft as well. That's fantastic stuff. Go follow him. Go subscribe to that. You watching this it. right now? Go. Go do that. While you're at it, I'll subscribe to this on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Stay tuned for Tim King, the Tim King Show. WrestleMania talk. Do you watch wrestling? I do. Well, so my six-year-old's just getting into it. Oh, so you're he's, hitting, he's, you're uh, hitting he's that a sweet spot now. So fan, which I'm like, <sighs> come on, man. Like, it, look, Brock's yeah, great. You know what? He's getting the best version of Brock, I think, ever. So it's kind of fun. oh, for sure. Yeah, Brock is the greatest version of Brock Lesnar I've ever seen. So at least he, has, he didn't have to see like the last like decade of Brock. Yeah, I, I, I'm a gold. I'm a Bill Goldberg guy personally. I'm staying of old, you know, but so now I'm like, ah, it's just not the same. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting I, into I tune it. into like we're, Mania. We're That's my thing. It. I kind of hop in and out when it's like when it's the big moments. So WrestleMania season, I'll kind of hop back in and stuff like nice. that. Nice. Nice. But yeah, I had a blast. 
Thank you. Thank you again. Thanks for everybody who tuned in for this one. And once again, Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can find me at Streets of Don. You can find him at FF Bourbon Dude. And we will see you next time. I've got something for you.